You know what I have bolded in my notes? Oh, well, everything, but just like a general note. What? Sarah Paulson would be so amazing in a movie about this monster. I... She could do the voice I know. perfectly. We love Sarah I Paulson. Know. We are team everything Sarah Paulson does. Don't love Mary Kay Letourneau. No. Loving Sarah Paulson, loving you. I know you're listening. She's on the page at the $5 level. At, look, of course she is. But so is Letourneau. Well, Letourneau, I have some fucking words for you. Are you listening? Turn it all the way up. I want your iPhone to go like maximum volume capacity. It's not going to be fun for you, girl. You guys, before we get to the show, we're going on tour starting in March. We're selling out our venues. So we're trying. First of all, thank you for Which buying tickets. Inc- Let's take a real quick second I, with that. I oh, know. my God, you guys. Thank you so much. Where we can, we're trying to size up our venues. So we're trying to like find a bigger venue in the same city for the same night. So just stay tuned. Right now, there's still a few tickets left in D.C. We're trying to size up in Seattle. I think that's about it. We're announcing yeah. more cities very soon and other special announcements coming up. We're trying to see everybody. Also, Patreon. Oh, wait, who? I know, Lady Tell Pace. me more. She sounds amazing. <laughs> What should I know about Lady Pace? Right now on the page, you guys, we're wrapping up our Aaron Hernandez shenanigans. Yeah. It is crazy. It, there's a lot happening here. But also, you guys, it's episode by episode coverage of like Serial, The Staircase, Making a Murder, mm-hmm. The Jinx, Jody Arias, Menendez Lorena, Brothers, Lorena. OJ. <laughs> Poor Lorena just oh. looped in with all these total monsters. And then we're like, Casey Anthony, Jody Arias, Lorena. Like, I know. We are so Team Lorena. We loved Lorena. Yeah, we loved her. But like, girl, I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, we have to list you with all these people. Here's the thing the $5 level, everything is ad free at the 10 dollar level you get these regular episodes ad free mm-hmm. we've got after parties that are super fun ringtones ringtones you can see all the offerings at patreon.com slash true obsessed or just go to our website click on the patreon link yeah and that's it you always go up on on the patreon link patreon link and you, you, you do this cute little hand movement <laughs> oh you very, it's very sing-songy she thinks i'm cute oh rudolph i love it <laughs> What are we talking about today? Mary Kay Letourneau autobiography. She's a rapist. Can we just get that out here? Yeah. I, I have a lot of issues. A lot of them. You watched this a while back and you've been sitting on the emotions. Convicted rapist Mary Kay Letourneau. Yes. I'm really, I'm just going to start with the resentment right at the top. I can't believe... As a woman, yeah. it's hard out there. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. On the side of double standards I and know. like shitty cliches and stereotypes, we never like catch a break. Right. <laughs> except <laughs> if you're a woman who's a rapist. I, then I, it's like I know. she didn't mean it. I they had an emotional connection. Uh-huh. The twelve-year-old was the aggressor. Right. 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 He should be. He's so lucky that this hot older woman took advantage of him. I know. That's the only time we get a pass. I know. When we're rapists, unbelievable. It, what a world. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the only time anyone's on our side. I know. You're a hot teacher who took advantage of a 12-year-old. And she wasn't that hot. Get out of here. Ugly from Wooden. Mary Kay Letourneau did the unthinkable when she had sex and a baby with a 13-year-old sixth grade student. People ask how I met my husband. How did it turn into romance? And how is it that you two fell in love? Teacher and student, rapist and victim. It's shock value. That's what it was all about. Shock. I call it media carnage. Roadkill. Blood. He was her student in the sixth grade. It's not how it's portrayed sixth grade in the media. When anything developed in our relationship, he was entering the eighth grade, age-wise. When the boy was 13, the relationship turned sexual. Sounds young. I get it. Was young. I get it. 
Their relationship has fascinated and horrified the country for the last decade. The age difference, all of that stuff wasn't going through my mind. A lot of things that should have gone through my mind at the time weren't going through my mind. Everybody wants to hear the story. I really don't want to talk to you. Whether it's because they want to analyze it or criticize it. 20 years, but it's still there. So it's autobiography, right? So yeah. she has two camera telling this story. And the entire time, it's just a super tight shot of her from like the neck up. All we see is like the white skinny straps of whatever disaster she tries to wear. <laughs> and she has this red lipstick on. Uh-huh. Just a popping like red lip. Yeah. But she does something where in the middle, did you notice like in the little arch of her lips, she just painted right over it. No. So her lips don't have any shape, but you can tell it's like, girl, what happened to the little... There are bigger fish to fry here with Mary Kay Letourneau. I'm just saying, we get a lot of just her face, like a super close-up shot the entire time. I've never seen an autobiography A&E thing before. I had to take a lot of breaks with this. Yeah, this is really, really tough. Yeah. But it's just, we get like a news reporter right at the top, uh-huh. like in case we don't know what happened. And it's all the way back from 1997. Right. And it's like, Mary Kay Letourneau, a gifted 35-year-old Seattle teacher, married, mother of four, pled guilty to two counts of child rape. Mary Kay Letourneau, a gifted 35-year-old Seattle teacher, again with the genius and the gifted. Married mother of four pled guilty to two counts of child rape, Tom. And I'm like, wait, 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 whoa, whoa. I know, I know. I was like, this is a lot of information. Gifted? I know. know. We're going to talk about... What Mary Kay Letourneau <laughs> claims she did and didn't know. If she I, I know. really didn't know what she claims she didn't know, she's just an idiot. I know. Like, she's not a smart person. No. I go back and forth like, is she just completely delusional or am I just not <laughs> buying what she's selling with the tears? I love you so much. And there are definitely times that I'm like, when we decided to make this podcast, we really made the right choice. <laughs> You say it with a pained look on your no, face. I'm waiting for the butt. I'm no, waiting for the no other shoe to drop. No? Sometimes, like, these rage-inspiring documentaries really give you a platform to make, like, 8,000 great, hilarious points. Oh, good. And this is one of them. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Whew, can't scare me like that. <laughs> And then the other thing about her that is so enraging to me is that she's so unapologetic. She laughs throughout this entire thing. She laughs and she loves the double standard. She also thinks that what she did wasn't bad because she's a woman and he was a boy. It's pretty hard to say crime. But, yep, I pled guilty to uh, crime, I guess. Wow. I have in my notes, girl, please. And then the next line, she's already crying. So she's laughing. She's crying. She like tries to do the sexy thing sometimes. I know. I know. And she also does this thing too where she thinks we're all friends. Like she thinks Mm. everybody who is watching this is on her side. Which is just like a big standing ovation for the producers to get her to feel that way so she can be as honest. And we can really see what a monster this woman is. I'm not buying it. I, I totally, totally agree. God. So she says. I think what is most disturbing is that every media entity wants to stick to the make-believe story that started. You had sex and two kids with a 13-year-old boy, and that's the most disturbing part. Right, well, Spoiler, you guys. Spoiler. She is so caught up in, like, the semantics of it. Yes. And the more she doubles down on it, really, the worse it sounds. Yes. Because she just keeps saying, First of all, I was a teacher, and Billy was once a student. But we weren't, there was nothing going on at all when he was a student of mine. 
Yes, I was a teacher, and yes, he was a student, but he <laughs> wasn't my student at the time. Right. He was a sixth grade student, but he wasn't my sixth grade student, just so you know. And then she gets attitude about it. I know. And then she also says this thing later where she's like, also, I just want to say for the record, right. I think <laughs> he had to do kindergarten twice or something, so technically, he should have been in the eighth grade, like, age-wise. Billy at the time should have been going into eighth grade. I believe I saw in the records that he did kindergarten twice. So he was older than the students in the class. Girl, and still an eighth grader. I know. And she says it with attitude. Don't give me attitude about it. <laughs> Just so you know, like technically he should have been an eighth grader. Like, oh, okay, I guess we can all go home now. Right. You rapist. Right. So the kid, his name is Villy. Yes. He's a talking head here too. I was born in Hawaii, Honolulu. I think I was about four. I moved out here. My father wasn't on scene. I didn't actually see my father until I was 11 or 12. And then I didn't see him for a long time after that. There's a quote from him where he's like, at the end of the day, it was a real love story. And I just have, what am I watching? I know, I know. What am I doing? I know, and she's saying to us, like, am I sorry? No, I'm not sorry. Am I sorry he's the father of my children and that we're married and this is the man of my life? No, I'm not. And I was like, what? She just keeps dropping these bombs every sentence. I'm like, they're, they're married? They have kids? Like, what? Yeah, I did not know any of this about this story. I didn't either. And the thing is, like, we're not coming for Billy because he's totally a victim here. And when you see him speak, like, he is so brainwashed and so completely manipulated by yeah, her. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Uh. And then it's like, Mary Kay went to, like, Arizona State, her rebellious years. I had an idea of what college needed to be, and it wasn't the same idea as my parents had. They wanted a Catholic college, and I, I wanted to have fun. <laughs> if anyone knows what Arizona State is, then they got that picture pretty clear in their mind. The whole point of this part of, the, of it is to meet her husband, Steve Letourneau, to which I have, oh my God, this poor bastard's name I just know. got dragged into this for forever. forever. And I felt really bad for him. And then I was like, oh God, he's probably just going to end up being garbage too. Well, what's interesting is that why is she Mary Kay Letourneau? Why didn't she take Villy's name if they're married and she loves him so much and this is this big love story and I'm the monster here? Why is she still Mary Kay Letourneau if all she wants in her life is Villy and this family and this relationship? This poor guy that she's got four kids with, uh -huh. that poor Poor man's name has been just, his name is Mud. Oh. <laughs> she was a good teacher, loving wife, loving mother. She was a good person. But does a good mom do what she did? Does a good teacher do what she did? Does a good wife do what she did? No. So yeah, she's like, yeah, we were both in the Greek system. Didn't really know him, but I'm pregnant. And then she says to the camera, it wasn't a shotgun wedding. He wanted to marry me. <laughs> And also, just another reminder, I'm going to say it again, unreliable narrator. Right. We hear all of this from Mary Kay Letourneau. And that is problematic. I don't understand why she's being given this platform. Yeah, I know that it's called autobiography, a &E, but give me a break. I know. <laughs> Even some of her friends were like, she really loved him. And I'm like, you're a grown adult person saying this to me with a straight face. You couldn't find a single person to be like, that shit was crazy and she's garbage. I'm available, Annie, for the future. If you ever need someone to be like, all right, I'm going to hit pause real quick. 
and just tell you that she's garbage, I am available. Yeah, for you. totally. All right, so Steve and Mary Letourneau get married. She's pregnant. They move to Seattle, and like they have a bunch of kids, and she gets a job at this elementary school. Right. And so now we get the Villy story, his background. Yeah. And it's sad. Like he was born in Honolulu, moved to Seattle at age four. They were really poor. His dad wasn't around. His mom worked all the time. Yeah, and he says this thing, and we don't go into it, A and E. Um, but he's like, because I had an accent when I was younger, and everyone around me thought I spoke funny. I felt different. I felt like I stood out. I don't know what that was, and kids can be horrible, and that must have sucked. We don't get into it because they start giving airtime to all of Mary Kay Letourneau's garbage friends, like Garbage and Bremner. Who is she? So I looked her up. She is a, an attorney. She's a person who should fucking know better. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He'd already had oral sex. He said that when he was 11 or 12 years old. And then he, he had a mustache. He was a big kid at that age. The implication is it's no wonder Mary Kay fell for him at 11 and a half years old. Right. They're trying to make it seem like, well, he was really like wise beyond his years. But he was an older, bigger looking. Like, what are you saying? He still looks like an 11 year old. I'm looking at the pictures. They flash 1100 pictures of him on the screen and he looks like a child. He looks a like child. a baby. He's a child. She says he had a mustache. That's not mustache. That's that prepubescent peach fuzz it's that some that boys get. It's ears. Yes. Oh, it's so fucking gross to sexualize him and Bremner. This is not okay. It's not okay at all. They're they're all apologists for their friend. They're saying like what she did wasn't so bad because he was used to sex and he looked big. Right. So it's the fall of 1996. He's in 6th grade. He's in 6th grade and she's a 6th grade teacher. Mm -hmm. Now, he's older. Not his, not his, not his, not his teacher. <laughs> Who cares? And like this whole thing is that he's 12 years old in 8th grade. She recognizes that he has some sort of like artistic ability. Right. He's like a drawer. Well, it's pretty popular with a lot of kids because I knew how to draw. And every kid wanted me to draw them a picture. Mary's recognizing that innate talent that Billy has was really the foundation for Mary singling Billy out and seeing him as a special person. And then we get Ann Bremner, the apologist friend, mm -hmm. saying to us, He bet that he could have sex with his teacher. He bet $20. You know, and he thought she was hot. She's always said he was the aggressor. I have Anne all in caps with like 15 exclamation points. Like, what are you saying? And then Mary Kay Letourneau says, I remember I felt like he was crossing a line. While he was a student, there wasn't any relationship between us that was crossing any lines. At least not on my part. I do remember that I felt he was crossing a line. Let me say it for the people in the goddamn back. Yeah. He is a child. He you are the adult and a teacher. That is impossible. Exactly. So we get this story that like one day after class, he comes up to the desk and like says to her, hey, there's someone that I'm in love with. And all of a sudden, like her heart is like a flutter. He did corner me and said, uh, I'm in love with someone. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know he's not talking about me. He can't be, he can't be because I've so successfully ignored him. I'm like, oh, do I know her? And I kept looking down. He's like, he's like, yep, you know her. <laughs> I said, is she with someone else? <laughs> right? And he said, um, yeah, but it's not right for her. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Next question. I said, does she know that you're in love with her? And he said, I don't know, does she? The way that she's telling this story oh. to the camera, it is like we are all sitting around drinking fucking mimosas uh -huh. and she's telling us the meat cute. Absolutely. I mean, it's fucking disgusting. And it's all bullshit, right? Because we have Billy. Right. And he doesn't tell this part of the story. Right. And then it's like, she asks him, does the girl know that you're in love with her? And he goes, I don't know. 
does she? This never happened. It's I know. ridiculous. And then in her telling of the story, she realizes that he's talking about her. She also in the same moment realizes that she feels the same way. Was this like during recess? No one else witnessed this meet cute. I know. Give me a break. It didn't happen. And then she says, I said, can you hold that for a long, long, long time? And I guess what I meant is that I kind of like you too. But it's, it's not okay right now. I thought I said the right thing. Guess not. She is delusional. And then she looks at the camera and she goes, I thought I said the right thing. You didn't. I guess not. You did it. (laughs) You did it. I hate her. I just have a lot of strong feelings. I know. So then we're learning like she would give him all these rides home and then Billy's like sometimes we'd be hanging out after class. Where? I know. I mean lines crossing left and right and then other teachers in the hallway heard them telling each other that they loved each other. Where are these teachers? And why aren't those teachers in jail? If you are another teacher and you hear this sort of inappropriate shit happening, I think the teachers who heard this and did nothing are also culpable. I agree. And then they are together so much that Mary Kay has to like answer to her husband about it. What did she say about the time that she was spending with this boy? She is his mentor. You didn't think it could be more serious than that? Of course not. Let's look at it. We're talking about a sixth grade student at this point. I didn't believe at all that she would cross a certain line of no return. Of He's course. like, what's the deal with you and this child? You have four kids of your own. And she goes, well, I'm his mentor. Excuse me. I know. <laughs> but think think about how inappropriate and how much time and communication there was for her husband to be like, what's with you and the 12-year-old? I know. So now it's the summer of 1996, and Mary Kay was trying to get Villy, as she says, totally set at his next school. There's a fine arts academy. So that summer we were building a portfolio that the academy requested. And for whatever reason, this is at the community college that she is also at for continuing education. So he was there for the portfolio as a sixth grader and she was there at community college. She set this up so they would be together. Of course. I mean, like she put him in a school that she was going to be at so they would have more time to be together. Right. I just need reassurance from you. I'm not crazy for being like, why the hell is a sixth grader at community? Like what? And then they would like be going out to eat like the two of them alone. When you see pictures of him, I was thinking he must be mistaken for her her son all the time. All the time. And then there's this whole story about like, you know, they were at dinner one night. I was like, where? Like Applebee's? Which is fine. <laughs> Hell of a sampler. Hell of an app sampler. Sorry to drag you into this Applebee's. I'm starving. Um, <laughs> but then he's like. And then after we ate, uh, we we're in the car and all I could think about was kissing her. And I said, uh, I asked her, I said, what would you do if I came over and gave you a kiss? And she said something like, only a coward would ask. That was my green light to go in and uh, give her a kiss. And that's what I did. It's so gross. It's so, so gross. It's super, super, super disturbing. And yeah. he doesn't know any better. Right. He has a crush on his teacher and she's allowing this all to happen by taking him out to dinner. So he apparently, according to him, is like, can I kiss you? Which is like, uh. And she goes, only a coward would ask. I know. And then they kiss. I know. It's- and so then it just gets so high school because he's like, well, we kissed and then we're official. I'm like, that's how little kids talk. Because he's a little kid. When they get to these like moments, it's just so gross. She tells us. For some reason. And the kiss seemed very right. The kiss just felt so right. Mary Kay Letourneau, I hate you. I know. Am I on the record yet? <laughs> and then it cuts to Billy and he's like, I definitely wanted to go further. Uh, the age difference, all of that stuff wasn't going through my mind. All that was going through my mind is like, this is a girl I like and 
I hope she likes me too. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about the age difference. Of course you weren't. It's not your job to be thinking about the age difference. You're the child. Right. But then we get to Steve, her husband, and he's like in an interview from like the 90s or whatever. That Oh my God, that floppy 90s hair. Oh, poor poor guy. He's been through enough. I know. The interviewer was like, so how was this like relationship for you? And he's like disruptive. Because they'd be on the phone again. Like she thinks she's a kid and she's not in the middle of the night. And I'm like, what mentor student relationship is on the phone like giggling under the covers at 1230 at night. I remember the 90s and like in order for any privacy you'd have to like take the wall mounted phone into the bathroom with that cord. Yes. Like dangling across the hallway. Oh you guys didn't have cordless yet? No. I was poor. Oh, now I feel like a dick. I'm sorry. That was really a, an age joke, yeah. not a poor joke. Either way, I'm a dick. But the point is, too, like anybody could pick up the phone at any time and just listen and you would never know. You weren't afraid your husband was going to do that? She didn't care. And here's, you guys, this is super, super gross because this is the first time they have sex. Uh... This is the first time that Mary Kay Letourneau rapes Billy. I'm saying it. The summer after sixth grade, when the boy was 13, the relationship turned sexual. One of the relationship times had occurred while the husband was gone and the children were in bed. And we get detail like it's nothing. I know. Her husband's out of town and I guess he's just over watching movies with the family. The four kids go to sleep. Oh my God. The husband isn't home and Mary Kay Letourneau has, takes advantage yeah. of Villy on the couch in her living room with her four children asleep upstairs. You know, of course, we've already had kissed and, you know, we're on the couch cuddling and, um, one thing kind of led to another, and that was, that was her. Ugh. And that was his first time having sex. Yeah. And she raped him. He was 13 years old, you guys. She's 35, 13 years old. Right. But then she drops the bomb. I wasn't thinking, might I get pregnant? So when I actually was pregnant, I thought... Oh my gosh, I'm a more than competent mother and I can do this. I just have, oh God. I know. I went, what? You guys, guess what? She gets pregnant. Pregnant. Spoiler. She has sex with her 13 year old boyfriend one time and gets pregnant. And then she has the nerve to look at me and say, I know, I know you're going to say, I'm more than competent as a mother, so I know I can do this. Oh my God. God. You just raped a 13-year-old while your children were asleep and your husband's not home. Competent is not the word no. I'm looking for, Mary Kay Letourneau. There are plenty of others, but my mom listens to this podcast and I've cursed enough today. Hi, Mrs. Pensavalli. Hey, girl. How are you? So Mary Kay tells her husband, Steve. It was a crisis. Marriage crisis. It was a crisis. Right. A marriage crisis. Right. Ma'am. What about reconciliation? Girl, please. You're not getting that reconciliation from me. We are not ending on forgiveness today. Spoiler alert. So she she tells her husband she's pregnant, and he's like, well, that's weird because we don't have sex. Right. So like, Not even with that floppy Keanu Reeves late 90s hair? Right. So there's this huge fight, and in the marriage crisis, Steve starts finding these letters and, and journals. journals. Oh. Steve Letourneau found disturbing evidence letters and journals his wife had written. There was talk of babies, having a baby. What did you do? 
like a friend of the boy. I'm like, Steve? I know. Please. I know, I know, I know exactly what you're going to say. Steve? I'm like, is everyone just like emotionally and mentally stunted as, as a 13-year-old <laughs> in this? Because Steve decides, instead of dealing with it like an adult, yep. he's going to confront the other man who's a 13-year-old boy. I have literally, Steve, you've been not garbage this whole time. You're the only adult in the room. What are you doing? I told him that uh, Mrs. Letourneau was in great trouble. He was also. I was worried, you know, about everything, about Mary and myself. And I said, okay, I don't want this to get out anywhere. You know, this is just going to end here. He basically is just like, you better stop seeing my wife or I'm going to tell your mom. <laughs> what? I'm going to tell on you? How about you call the cops on your rapist wife? I know. Who's now pregnant? I'm going to stop sleeping mo with my wife or I'm going to tell your mother. Steve, as her husband and a grown-ass adult, to knock on this kid's door and threaten him is bananas. I know. I know. And that, but but Philly, in response, is like, I super didn't want my mom to find out, though. Like, <laughs> so And then he's like, so I guess I'll stop having sex with your wife? I know. He's like, I'm going to end it. Should I call her? Philly. The control that Mary Kay Letourneau has over this 13-year-old boy is frightening. I know. And we should treat it as such. I think we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. This is the moment. So Mary Kay finally tells her parents or whatever, look, I'm I'm breaking up with Steve. And she comes home from that meeting with her parents. He's been to see the divorce lawyer. Mm -hmm. Here came Steve Letourneau and he said, I just met with our divorce attorney and he said, guess what? You can be charged with a crime. Did you know that? I said, there's just no way. No, it's not possible. Do you know that you could get in trouble for this? You could be charged with a crime. And she's like, but I love him. This is news to everybody. Which is weird. I don't believe it for a second. No, she, no but she's pretending like she had no idea that what she was doing was a crime. Yeah, this is like really like peak delusion because in this, she's like, I didn't know that there was a law. Then it's like we get news footage saying that she was hauled in because a quote, close family friend called in a tip. I see you, Steve. Hey, girl. <laughs> close family friend called in a tip. Her own husband <laughs> ratted her out. That's exactly That's right. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So then we cut to like February 26, 1997 and Mary Kay Letourneau is just like, I was never really arrested. She just said she had some questions for me. There was no fingerprints. There were no handcuffs. It was, let's go down to the station and have a talk. Okay. You know, I was never really arrested. Girl, I see you with the handcuffs. You're <laughs> being arrested. But the level of delusion, she's like, I know. Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't arrested. <laughs> they were just questioning me about how in love I am with Billy. Right. Like, that's, they just wanted to talk to me about my relationship. My question is, does she think she was never arrested? Or like, is she saying I wasn't arrested in this moment? I don't care. Because she went to jail for seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was arrested. She was arrested. You guys, Girl, like, I'm sorry. Please. I'm going to try to not live up there for this whole episode we still have a lot to record tonight girl i need you the thing is once the cops get to villy he tells them everything right away I, of course why wouldn't he he's like yeah i'm totally banging that hot teacher right you know what i mean like, it's like he's just talking like a fucking sixth grader because she's groomed him right to feel that way this is one of the first times where i was like i okay i need a i need a break i, I can't because this is like after the rape and after all this stuff and this is when mary kay letourneau today starts like laughing about things i know she's like i didn't imagine that I would need an attorney. Maybe there would be some consequences, but I didn't imagine they were criminal consequences. I didn't even know that I needed an attorney. Get it? Get it? I didn't think I needed an attorney. Right. Get it? I'm just so hot and dumb. Right. <laughs> Commercial break. And I'm like, what? 
is going on because her neighbor's like, girl, you need a lawyer. Which is the weirdest. I'm a city hick. I don't understand how small towns work. No. Because apparently the neighbor's like... Next day, uh, girl, you need, you need a lawyer. And guess what? I know one for you. Yes, Our other David. neighbor. Yeah. David. Yeah. And David is here. David's garbage. But, <laughs> but he, at first, Sorry, David. At first, he kind of sucks you in. And he says things like. She did not understand the severity with which it was looked upon in Washington state. She knew there was no harm there. They knew they had a child of love that she was carrying. So there was no harm. But it's a, it's a strict liability. Are you married? What's his age? What's your age? And it's a crime. She did not understand the severity of the situation. Like, he's very aware of her unawareness. And, it, you, and he tricked me for a couple minutes. How do you as a lawyer, when this, like, teacher sits down and you find out that she's 35, she's pregnant from her, like, 12-year-old student, and she doesn't understand that? How do you explain it to them? Is everyone else but us new here? Am I the only person who has any sense at all with anything? Like, what is wait, happening? Wait, wait, we went from we to me? I don't know how that happened. Where I'm did sorry I go? No, you're here. How did I lose my sense? We're good. We're good. We're good. Just just watch it. Just watch it. Very short fuse tonight, so just be careful. Can be honest with you. Now I'm just going to get madder, so here we go, everybody. Because the news, the news hits, and like everyone is up in arms. Uh-huh. And we get this James guy who's like Mary's former lawyer, like former. That's always so interesting, which I get technically former because it's over, but you know I, I always look for that like... Was there falling out? Did he finally say, I'm not to, uh, you did it. What am I supposed to do? So, but then James, also garbage, is like, you know, there's this word pedophilia. It's applied to people that are uh, felt by some of the psychologists to have a predisposition over and over again to be attracted sexually to a child. All the experts in this case, all, all the people who examined her said, she's not a pedophile. There's no evidence of that. You know, there's this word pedophilia oh my god and, you know psychologists if you can even call them that, uh-huh they think that it's a predisposition over and over again to be sexually attracted to a child and so the point that we get for 15 minutes yeah which means i was screaming for 15 minutes it's uh, like, and, and bremner is included in this b-r-e-m-n-e-r googer bremner bremner so everyone here and bremner all these people for 15 minutes screaming about how like just because she only raped one 13 year old right. let's not call her a pedophile i don't care if it's one or a hundred yeah because like even if that is the technical definition of pedophile you're still a rapist yeah i'll call her a rapist then that's fine <laughs> not a problem i have plenty of words for her james you can you can keep pedophile if, if that helps you but we have rapists yeah, we you, have- you know one's like well she only raped one so you don't call her a rapist like what right. are you saying I know I texted you I was like hey what do you call a person who murders one person murderer what do you call a person who rapes one person rapist yeah we're you're gonna go with rapist yeah and you just said what I answered correctly obviously because yeah. I'm a smart person <laughs> and not a monster you were like okay good just checking and I'm like oh I know what part she's up to <laughs> And they're also saying, they're also saying, yes, on paper, she's a rapist. Yeah. But she was also in love. Right. (laughs) And we got to care about that. And I'm saying, I don't give a shit if she thinks she's in love. She's not in love. No, I totally agree. I don't care. Oh, you guys, the baby is born. The baby is born. The kids, apparently, according to Mary Kay Letourneau, her four children with Steve, are so happy to have a half-sister. And Villy's mother, her name is Suna. Yeah. She is just like, when I saw my granddaughter... She was beautiful. I couldn't hate this woman that gave birth to my granddaughter. Girl, call me. It's very easy. I'll teach you how to do it. It's not that hard. I see what you're trying to say, 
We can do both. You can love the little girl and hate Mary Kay Letourneau. It's really not a problem. In Queens, we've been doing that for a long time. The Sicilian half of me has been doing that for quite some time. And l- let me tell you, the Irish, we don't forgive easy either. I'm going to throw up, you guys. No, oh not again. <laughs> David, the lawyer, says... I told her we're going for the special sentencing option. And she'd still have to do a little bit of jail time, but she could come out and, and have a normal life. Taking six months and being labeled a sex offender is certainly a lot better for her and her family. I want to try to do a deal where Mary Kay Letourneau gets six months, goes to a program, and is labeled a sex offender, as opposed to going through a whole trial. And he's like, it's called the special sex offender sentencing alternative. I'm like, well, that's nice right. that they have a special alternative for the sex offenders. Great. That feels really nice to know. We wonder why things aren't reported. They have a special alternative for the sex offenders. When you're a child rapist, I don't think this option should necessarily be available to That's you. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what? It's available to Mary Kay Letourneau. Right. So she takes it. And the, her whole thing here is like, oh, is it going to save me seven years in jail? Yes. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to like admit to things. They have to be able to determine that I have something to overcome. This woman is just not here. Yeah. She's just like mentally not here. Totally. Because she's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm in a separation with my marriage. Everybody needs a little support. Some counseling nobody's perfect actually that's kind of great because i'm going through a divorce and could totally use therapy anyway so i'll go and i'm like bitch this isn't to talk about how steve never washes the dishes we're here to talk about why you think it's acceptable to rape a 13 year old student and that you feel like you're in love with him exactly that's why it's not about your divorce she thinks it's gonna be a walk in the park she thinks she's gonna walk into this room the person's gonna look at her and be like sure sweetheart we're just gonna check off some paperwork that you showed up pouring the mimosas Pouring the mimosas. We're all girlfriends here and you're not going to have to do any work. And then she tells this stupid story too. Again, with like everything is the perfect quote and she remembers what everybody said. Yeah. Where she walked into the counselor's office and the counselor's like, I'm here to tell you, you will never be a mother again. You have cut off your leg. You may learn to dance better than the rest of us with that one leg, but don't ever wake up in the morning and forget that that leg is not there. Just so you know. Right. <laughs> I'm going to cut off your leg. And I'm like, what is she saying? And apparently the counselor came in and was like, you're never going to see your kids again. You're right. never going to do this. And I'm like, Mary Kay, what are you talking about? Right. And where is the counselor? Right. <laughs> I'd love to hear from her. And so like in Washington, if you plead guilty to a sexual crime, you have to be put in custody no matter what. Great. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Perfect. So she's in the county jail as she awaits sentencing. And it's like, you know, she's not going to teach again. Steve took the four kids, full custody, went out of state. Went to Alaska. Went to Alaska. He went far out of state. He went to a totally different state. (laughs) So we're at sentencing, right? Because Mary Kay Letourneau's like, oh, I'll play the therapy game. Fine. If that's going to mean that I get this special treatment as a sex offender, what a world, then I'll do that. (laughs) So she's like faking therapy or whatever. And so finally the judge is like, I have carefully read and reread the reports of the mental health experts, I am satisfied that the defendant is amenable to community-based treatment. It seems like you're amenable to community treatment. <laughs> amenable? Amenable. Okay, got it. <laughs> and 
so the judge is like, look, you can't see your kids and you can't teach, but you can serve six months in a detention center and then you get out and you got to do the sex offender thing. So she serves her six months. Mm-hmm. The judge lets her out and she gets her kids back now. Right. The only stipulation she has is that she's not allowed to see Villy. That's it. That's all she can't do and she doesn't have to go back to jail ever. Right. And the thing is, one screw up at all. Yeah. It means she's going back for the full seven years the judge wanted to give her in the first place. Here's what I want to say. Not screwing up means the four kids you have with your husband and the one that you have with Villy, if you don't screw up, you get to raise those kids. All you have to do is not see this guy because he's still underage. What is the very first thing she does, Jillian? I have in my notes, I can't wait to hear about how she doesn't think it's going to be a problem to see Villy. And then I have, is that what's coming? It has to be. (laughs) She starts sneaking around and seeing him right away. She goes to dinner with her lawyer. My wife and I had taken her out to this nice dinner and um, Mary asked me, can they put tracking devices on a person's car? And I immediately thought, you're asking me that because you're doing something wrong. And I said, absolutely, they can put tracking devices on your vehicle, and you're high profile, they're probably doing it. Just out of curiosity. She's been out for a month. Yeah. She goes, can they put a tracker on my car so they can see where I'm going? And he's like, not only can they, you're high profile, they probably have. Guess what? They're at dinner. Yeah. By 2.30 in the morning, Dave the lawyer gets a phone call. Bring, bring. That bitch was arrested. We got her. They arranged a meeting and went shopping for beer and snacks. Their evening continued with a late showing of the movie Wag the Dog. Eventually, the teen revealed more to police. They kissed frequently in the car. There was a juvenile male, age 15, in the car with her, which is a violation of her conditions of release. Hours! She just had spaghetti and meatballs at this nice dinner with David and his wife, trying to be like, hey girl, it's been a month, you doing okay, Uh don't be garbage. She goes from the dinner to do the thing they told her not to do, which is rape Villy again. Right, right, exactly. And she's like literally in the car with Villy. Woo, woo, woo. Like they tracked her. They found her. Oh, oh, and this is the best part. When the cops like pull up next to the car, Villy like basically puts his head down. And the cop is like, are you alone in there? I asked if anybody else was inside the car with her. Uh, She said no. And I asked her again. And she again said no. And the driver's side door was open, so I went ahead, walked forward, and looked inside the car, and there was a uh, young man. Idiot. (laughs) So she goes back in front of the judge. She gets sent back to jail. You guys, she's not in jail one minute. She finds out she's pregnant again. Again. So in that month that she was out, she tells us that she saw Billy a whole bunch of times. She's having sex with this 13-year-old boy over and over and over again. She's pregnant again. And then we get this word salad from her. See if you can follow. Yeah, okay. Because I guess the producer was like, so when did you start raping the child once you got out of prison again? Uh It was uh the question, I'm assuming. Yeah. And she's like, we had a newborn child at the time. It was not a new thing to us. Pretty much in love with each other. Mm. Is that what was going on right then? Probably not. Oh, is that the only night we were together right then, right there that moment? Let's see. There's January 2nd. And I think that was February 2nd. Figure it out. Well, we had a newborn at the time, and it was not a new thing to us. I'm like, what? She goes, well, pretty much in love with each other. Well, what was it going on right then? Probably not. Oh, was that the only night we were together right then? Right there, that moment? Let's see. That's January 2nd. This was February 2nd. Figure it out. And I'm like, figure what out? Was there a sentence in there? Figure what out? What are you saying? That you were having sex for yes or no? What suffice? And the answer is yes, you raped him because now you're pregnant again. Mm -hmm. So I know the answer. Right. (laughs) 
probably not. Oh, was that the only night right then, that moment? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, you guys, she gets the full seven years. She's in jail. And we'll go through this part quickly. But, like, apparently she was a real fucking nightmare for, like, the first year of jail. It did not go great. Because she doesn't think she deserves to be there. So, she was constantly being like, I don't have to do that. I'm not a real prisoner. I'm a cool prisoner. Like, (laughs) she's just like, I'm in love with this person. And it's like, yeah, bitch, everyone's in love with some. Like, of course. Like, stop it. Exactly. I kept waiting for them to be like, and then she got, like, a technicality and she got out. No, she served her entire fucking sentence. While Suna, Villy's mom, is raising the two kids. Exactly. Because. He is a child. Because he is too young to have custody. Right. He's got two kids at 15 years old. This is when I'm like, oh, Villy, the hold she has on him. Yeah. Because he's mad about it to this day. Like, he's saying, like. I had this whole image of me raising them and everyone else around supporting me in my decisions instead of my mother taking custody over. I didn't feel like anyone really had my best interest as a parent besides Mary. But they were. Like, don't you see? You it's know so what, heartbreaking. Though? I was less sad for him and more happy for the kids because you know whose interest they were looking out for, really? The kids. The kids, yeah. the kids who should not be being raised by a single 15-year-old parent. Of course. No, I'm sorry. At this point, you don't get a say either. Right. And that's the grooming of him being like, no one was looking out for me. She was telling him that. Yeah. I'm the only one who's here for you. Yeah. It's us against the world. So by the end of her like tenure in jail, the jail won't tell her and they won't tell the media what day she's actually getting out of jail. Right. So there's like, this media circus and they have to like sneak her out a back door but there are all these people there with signs yeah did you see some of them no this is part of the problem because there are like boys with signs that say I'm 18 baby take me home no yeah this is part of the problem where it's like people in this world mostly men yeah think Villy was the luckiest guy in school I know you wouldn't say that to a girl who was raped no way and you shouldn't be saying it to a boy who's raped yeah and so she gets out. It's just like, you know, this crazy thing. She's like super high profile. She has to register as a sex offender. And like, basically, she goes to a friend's house and Billy tracks her down. And he does that like John Cusack say anything thing where he's like serenading her from the street. I was on the second floor and he was down singing the same song as our daughter's head. And I was like, I don't want to see you yet. <laughs> but I did. Of course I did. He gets the judge, because there's a no contact order. Right. He gets the judge to overturn it, because at this point, Billy's 21. Right. And then they just get married. They decide they're going to get married. They register at Macy's.com, you guys. The world fills their registry. One of their friends takes us into their home. We see piles of gifts, because people found out they were on this online registry. Because everyone's Googing her, and right. then she comes up, yeah. because she registered under her name. Right. They're sending them flatware. They're sending them tablecloths. Mary, we've been on your side for years. Bitch, who are you? I don't- You're on my list now. Who is supporting this? I know. This is an abuser and their victim who she's groomed for years to think that he wants to marry her. A very high-powered executive from Entertainment Tonight said, we're doing this for Sweeps Week. There was a week's run-up to the wedding where where they showed Mary, you know, getting her dress and Billy getting his tux and, and then don't miss the wedding. And then we, like, see the inside of this wedding and, like, it's just really fucking gross. All we, the kids are in her bridal party. It's all, so disgusting. All of her, all six of her kids. Yeah, like, Steve, who, you allowed that? Like, I know. But then we see the vows. They're, like, reading their vows. I know. I know, I know so he's gross. 21 now, but I know how it started. I and know. it still looks like I'm watching her 
kiss a 13-year-old boy. The other thing that we learn, I don't know where this falls in the telling of this story. Her lawyers go to court over her not being able to see her children and her not being able to profit off of the telling of her story. They win both things. That's insane. She's allowed to profit. She's a convicted child mm -hmm. rapist and she's allowed to profit off the story. And we know that she does because we see the house that she and Billy buy. They buy a beach house. Yep. We moved into our first house, which was uh, here in Des Moines. It's a beach house. Just right down on the water. In exactly the same neighborhood that Mr. and Mrs. Letourneau raised <laughs> four beautiful children, and Audrey was born there too. It's not about that it's a beach house. It's not even about that it was in Des Moines. It was about my children coming home. She's been in jail for seven years. She hasn't worked. Yeah. She's only made money from selling her story. Right, That's right. fucking bonkers. Right, it's crazy. But she lives in the same neighborhood that she used to live yeah. with, with Steve, and it's all very, like, convoluted and disgusting. But then... I asked her, what's your ideal outcome? And no hesitation. Well, I'm going to have to divorce Steve. I want to marry Billy, have more kids with him, and have my four kids with us, too. And I said, that's a dream, Mary. It's not going to happen. She's like, my ideal life is to divorce Steve, have 800 kids, and live with Billy. And by 2010, she has it. I know. But then, but wait, <laughs> quick commercial break, get the popcorn, come back, refills. They split up? Yeah, or kind of. Well, the thing is, like, Billy doesn't want to talk about it because Billy is a victim. And basically, Mary Kay Letourneau, like, won't let him not be with her. We learn that he, like, breaks up with her. And then the next shot is of them in their living room still living together. She's walking around nagging him. And he's just trying to, like, play video games. And she's asking him a question, like, where the dog's ball went. Right. <laughs> Have you seen the blue ball? Where did you see it exactly? Hello? I found it behind the couch, and then he was playing with it last night and went behind the armoire. He doesn't answer, and then she's like, hello, and he's like, under the drawer, which means he heard her the first time. Which is like, like the idea that he's like forced to live with her because she is saying that they're happily married. But right. Billy's like, we're not to get, we're working on it. All her lawyers, her friends who are like making excuses for her, they're like, they're kind of going through it. They're in therapy. I don't know. But her and her crazy mind, she's like, we're super together. And it's just like this kid now in his 30s, she's in her mid 50s. He's in his mid 30s. I he know. still doesn't feel like he can leave. I know. And that's what groomers do. Like, it's so obvious. Right. And like when you see the video of it it's like her just like walking around like oblivious and him just sitting there staring at a computer screen miserable so now she's a paralegal and right. she goes through this stupid thing i also hate when people do this like she made up this great latin term no you didn't right because she's like <laughs> the name of my business is pax tecum it's a lot of latin words it means may peace be with you and that's what i want <laughs> sorry oh that is my work. The name of my business is Pax Takeum. Now look, it's a lot of Latin words. And I'm like, bitch, it's just two of them. It's just two words. It's just two words. It means peace be with you. And then she's sobbing again. <laughs> You're a paralegal. Pax Takeum. It sounds like, can we cheat them in how? Right. Whatever that like fake thing. Pax Takeum for all they're worth. It's like, what are you talking about? So, like, at the very end, we start seeing this news coverage of, like, she was the original teacher rapist of a boy. Oh, my God. So now we're seeing all these other teachers who, by the way, are, like, cookie-cutter versions of her back yes, in the day. A blonde. It's blonde. Yeah. So bizarre. And these, this is, like, Cindy and Jessica were convicted of having group sex with 12-year-olds. And I'm like, this is horrible. 
But like, and what, what they should be saying is like, this happens, and right. because of this Mary Kay Letourneau person, we know about it, and we have to do better as a society. But it seems very sensational and like sexy, and it's not. It's rape. I know. And to hear what Mary Kay Letourneau has to say about it, she is as judgmental of these other teacher rapists as we are. It's just that any teacher after what happened to me would go there. At least I can say that I did not know that it was a lie. Well, at least I can say I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know that as a 35-year-old, you shouldn't be sleeping with it, raping a 12-year-old? I know. You didn't know? I, it's unfucking real Does that go for every teacher who heard them, like, canoodling and I love you-ing in the hallway? Do they not have laws in Seattle? <laughs> what, is Florida? Is Seattle the Florida of the Northwest? No, Seattle. No, we love you, Seattle. We had to size up our venue there because so many of you wanted to see us live. Better than this. But now she's like a pillar of the community? I know. And they make the Hester Prynne reference where like you thought she was going to be like an outcast but in the end she's the pillar of the community. And it ends in the- Please don't compare her to Hester Prynne. Stop it. Please. Stop it. And it ends in the creepiest way. I'm telling you if she were a man this would give you nightmares and it fucking should. Yeah. Because she's like yeah I have my life and I'm a paralegal and oh kind of love that husband of mine too by the way. And oh kind of love that husband of mine too by the way. <laughs> And it ends with this creepy smile. And I'm like, you're holding him hostage because we just had 15 minutes of him saying, I really want a divorce and you not letting him. And you groomed him and you're his abuser. And then it's, I really love my husband of mine, by the way. Like, I know. If she were Ted Bundy, you know, I know. what I'm saying? Yes, like, yeah. It's so gross. I know. Do you want to end it on just a big old garbage bell? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Come on, sweetheart. Ready? <laughs> See? She never lets you down. She ne- she's always here for me. <laughs> And it's appropriate. Oh my God, you guys, we did Mary Kay Letourneau autobiography. I, this one took me a long time to watch. I had to keep stopping and starting. It was really hard. You know, I have to watch these things a hundred. It was really hard to like be yeah. with her. She sucks. She's God, she's a rapist. I hate her. I know. <laughs> I don't like her. Look, in a word, I don't like her. You guys, we're on tour in the cities where we're sold out. We're trying to size up our venues. We're working on getting a bigger space in Seattle. Yeah, stay tuned. We'll let you know. Yeah, we're announcing more dates soon. There's lots of info to come on this. Yeah. Patreon, if you want more Jillian and me, you guys, it's where we do the series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode by episode. Making a Murderer, Serial Season 1, The Staircase. The Jinx, Aaron Hernandez. We're in the middle of Aaron Hernandez, which is bonkers. It's especially crazy because I'm from Massachusetts and Boston, and I know the dynamics. Weird. Dunkin' Donuts. I love Dunkin' Donuts. I know. <laughs> Me too. I love it. Lacey Peterson. All Lorena, the stuff. So much stuff. Every episode is ad-free. You can also get ad-free versions of these episodes. Yeah. Patreon.com slash obsessed, or just go to our website and click on the Patreon link. Yes. Girl, what are we doing next? We're doing A Tale of Two Thieves about the great British train robbery. You guys- Not uh, Bake Off. Not the bake off. Yeah. We had a really good time recording this episode. <laughs> Look, I'm not great at the English accents, okay? I, <laughs> I tried my best. Hey, governor. Hey, hello, hey, go- governor. Hello, governor. There's just a lot of that, so yeah. stay tuned. <laughs> For better or worse, it's a lot of hello, governors. It's a lot of that. Stay tuned for the trailer for The Great British Train Robbery. No, A Tale of Two Thieves. A Tale of Two Thieves. Tale of Wonderful. Two thieves. Stay tuned for the. Stay tuned for whatever trailer we feel like playing, you guys. Come on, governor. Come on, governor. It's a trailer. What? It's a trailer. What? It's a spot of a trailer. It's just a spot of a trailer. Don't worry about it, mate. It's all right. Uh, and then our ridiculous outtakes. Yeah, that's I mean, all. that's it. <laughs> that's it. We love you. We love you. Thank you so much. Bye. My name is Gordon Woody, and um, <laughs> well, what can I say about myself? Uh, 
You're talking to me because of uh, something I'd done 50 years ago. In August 1963, he was part of the gang that stole £2.6 million from the Glasgow to London mail train. We had a meet with the Irishman. He had information regarding money on a travelling post office. I asked him what kind of dough we are talking about. He said, well, it could be up to £5 million. When someone mentions £5 million to you, I've never heard that offer before. I was elated. We cracked it. Well, when I was asked the question yesterday, I said I did not rule out the possibility of it being an inside job. With the Irishman. Everything he said, it, it, it was right. But when I found out who he really was, then he didn't want anybody else to know. So I said, all right, we'll just keep it between Buster and I. And we kept it between Buster and I for all these years, up until I met you. One of the great train robbers has given us some information that will help us track down one of the supposed masterminds of train robbery. This is a guy who was never caught. Somebody who's disappeared. There was somebody on the train. He is the only person that fits the profile that we have. One time I sent Sarah Paulson a Facebook message and she wrote me back. What'd she say? She wrote me what'd back. You, what'd you say? It was when it was on American Horror Story. She was playing Lana. She was playing like the gay lesbian. The gay, gay lesbian. Yeah, really. And getting the shock treatment. And oh, I like God. I thought her portrayal was really honest. And she wrote me back and said, thank you. I just wanted to say, like, my very first note is she's kind of a low-rent Courtney Love, right? Well, so... <laughs> and saying, like, low-rent Courtney Love is kind yes, of saying oof. something. <laughs> oof, Madonna, as we say. <laughs> as my type says. Remember that haircut that Robin used to have? Robin with a Y. Of course. She has that haircut. That... Watching you kiss her. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly You're what welcome, America. Like. <laughs> Jillian, what does this note say? In the blue? Yeah. I really don't like her attitude, Jillian, with the comma and everything. I think you're almost about to print that, what happened. Now there's a big notice on your computer. I just, I was having a real hard time with her attitude right from the beginning. I don't like it either, comma, Patrick. I'm not a fan. She sounds like Angela from The Office when she tries to apologize to Oscar, when she's like, there are certain situations with certain accountants. Like, she just can't say the words. She just wants to be like, sometimes there are things that happen in life and things happen, and that it's like word salad, but it's like, but you raped a I know. student. I know. You can say it. I'll say it. We're now, we're in Des Moines, Washington, to which I wrote, there's a Des Moines, Washington? I know. I was like, wait, what? She's like, every marriage goes through something. There's nothing like the gift of reconciliation. And I just have, excuse me. I wanted to recut the Rue McClanahan biography and get Jillian's take. Rue, look, I have a story about Rue. You do? Was she rude? Was she rude? Grandpa figured out his computer. Oh, okay. good. You We're didn't print anything? Thanks. Somewhere there's like, Steve is like, why is all this stuff printing in my apartment? <laughs> Laser jet. Laser jet. You're like, yes, you can, girl. Absolutely. Don't tell me you you can do anything you want in this world. If you put your mind to it, you can 100% hate Mary Kay or not. Absolutely, you can. Of course, you can. Don't sell yourself short. Don't say that. It's my friend Suna we're talking about. Don't say that you can't hate her. Yes, we can, Suna.